Hi, I'm Daniel Stoll, and I'd like to welcome you to the Come Follow With Me podcast. This podcast is a weekly discussion of the topics in the Come Follow Me curriculum, as we seek to study the scriptures and learn more about our Savior, Jesus Christ. I invite you to come follow with me as we seek to live in the way that he did. Hello everyone and welcome back to Come Follow With Me. This week we're doing What Lack I Yet, Matthew verse, or chapters 19 through 20, Mark 10, and Luke 18. Um, so I just wanted to start by reading the intro, or at least some specific parts of it. It says, When a certain rich young man met the Savior for the first time, he asked, What good thing shall I do that I may have eternal life? The Savior's response showed both appreciation for the good things the man had already done and loving encouragement to do more. When we ponder the possibility of eternal life, we may similarly wonder if there's more we should be doing. When we ask, in our own way, what lack I yet, the Lord can give us answers that are just as personal as his response to the rich young man. Now, pay attention specifically to this part. Whatever the Lord asks us to do, acting on his answer, will always require that we trust him more than our own righteousness. Guys, this is powerful, and we're starting off strong. Okay, Um, coming into this lesson was interesting for me because I had to do the majority of my studying for this at the end of the week. It's just been very hectic with um, school and work and um, family and Mother's Day and all these different things. So that's partially why I'm getting this episode out a bit late. But the other reason is just, um, that I've been struggling. Um, this week was particularly hard for me and sitting down to study this was just what I needed to hear. I haven't talked about my own personal life that much in the podcast so far, but I guess I probably should. I am a young man who's incredibly devoted and fascinated by self-improvement and um, the lifestyle development and just all these things and studies about how we can be better and do better. So this chapter is kind of specifically tailored to what I'm always trying to learn more about because I know that's what I'm wanting to do with my life and... Um, it's just things that fascinate me, but then as I was studying, um, just for personal development and self-improvement, I came up with some big gospel questions, and one of the hardest things for me is those questions that won't be answered until the next life, um, but then when I looked at, when I read that last line that said, whatever the Lord asks us to do, acting on his answer will always require that we trust him more than our own righteousness, that was super helpful to me. Just because they start out the study by explaining having faith is more important than just believing in your own personal righteousness and making sure that we're always following personal inspiration and truths and personal revelation rather than just um, good things. So that was a big aspect for me. Another aspect of this lesson that I just love, especially because um, I'm always working so hard to improve, 
and to do better and to manage my time well and manage myself as well as possible, I really sometimes struggle to appreciate how far I've come in just a very short amount of time. Um, but when I compare myself to people that I meet or people that aren't members of the church or don't know about the true gospel in the earth, I just realized how different my life has become and how separated it is from the world. And I don't spend enough time appreciating that. A lot of the time I just think, oh, okay, that's fine, but I should always be doing better. I should be at the point where I'm 24-7 a missionary and always working towards and thinking about um, the gospel because that's the only big thing. And I mean, a part of that is true. We should completely devote our lives to the gospel. But at the same time, we also need to make sure we're enjoying um, the aspects of mortality and that we are going out and living and having fun and spending time with family and friends and not allowing ourselves to become um, completely opposed to social time or things like that. So just making sure right at the very beginning to appreciate everything that we have is really helpful to me. Um, and I just really love that about this lesson. But let's dive right in. So um, we're going to go ahead into Matthew chapter 19 verses 1 through 9. And it came to pass that when Jesus had finished saying the, when Jesus had finished these sayings, he departed from Galilee and came into the coasts of Judea, beyond Jordan. And great multitudes followed him, and he healed them there. The Pharisees also came unto him, tempting him, and saying unto him, Is it lawful for a man to put away his wife for every cause? And he answered and said unto them, Have ye not read that he which made them at the beginning made them male and female? And said, For this cause shall a man leave father and mother, and shall cleave to his wife, and they shall twain, and they twain shall be one flesh. Wherefore they are no more twain, but one flesh, that therefore God hath joined together, let not man put asunder. They say unto him, Why did Moses then command to, write, to give a writing of divorcement, and to put her away? He said unto them, Moses, because of the hardness of your hearts, suffered you to put away your wives. But from the beginning it was not so. Okay, so what we get to here is um, Jesus is kind of defining how God uses, how God views marriage here. Um, and it's like the manual says, we don't have that much about specifically God's feelings on marriage, but this gives us a bit more clarity. And the key is really just marriage is supposed to be a man and a woman and you need to be entirely devoted to your spouse, and they're the only person that you are supposed to love with all your heart besides Jesus Christ um, and Heavenly Father. And that's pretty cool to me, because as someone who isn't married, um, I'm just very excited for the prospect of marriage, because it means I get to devote my whole heart to someone, and... Um, when the Pharisees start questioning marriage, it's, there's, there's difficult things in it. 
um, which we'll keep getting into. But it's very interesting that Jesus just kind of says, like, these are the standards of what we want marriage to be. But then he goes on and says, in essence, but because everyone is human and because you all make mistakes and we all fail, then it's okay. I mean, the ideal that Heavenly Father wants is that we don't get into divorces and that we choose um, our spouses from the beginning. It gets into the choose your love and love your choice philosophy, but making sure that we take the time and choose the right person. But because mortals are tempted and they make bad choices and have hard hearts, or because they're um, they give into the desires of their hearts and um, the desires of the natural man, we tend to, um, especially in the modern day and age, um, we tend to just accept divorce. I mean, honestly, at this point, there's so many people that are just not even married but have kids or they're I know many people, unfortunately, who have to go back and forth in their youth between both parents' houses because their parents divorced. And it's not condemning the parents or anything, but it does say that we really need to work on this because, well, it's unfortunately an aspect of life that's very likely to happen while we're in our mortal state. It's not what God really wants. And so when we get into the what lack I yet is kind of the overarching aspect of the lesson. How we can improve in our marriage and in our divorce is, first off, we can do better in our relationships. Showing more love, feeling more love for other people, praying for more love, forgiving others, being humble if we need to. Um, ask for forgiveness, and um, working on our family relationships, and making sure that we're being selfless in these relationships, giving our whole heart, and enforcing that by our actions and not just our words. Um, It's very difficult to sustain a good relationship with someone if you just say that you love them, but your words or your accent your actions completely show the other direction. Now let's move on to Mark 10, chapter, or Mark chapter 10, verses 17 through 22. It reads, And when he was gone forth into the way, there came one running and kneeled to him and asked him, Good master, what shall I do that I may inherit eternal life? And Jesus said unto him, Why callest thou me good? There is none good but one, that is, God. Thou knowest the commandments. Do not commit adultery, do not kill, do not steal, do not bear false witness, defraud not, honor thy father and mother. And he answered and said unto him, Master, all these have I observed from my youth. Then Jesus, beholding him, loved him. And said unto him, One thing thou lackest, go thy way, sell whatever thou hast, and give to the poor, 
and thou shalt have treasure in heaven. And come, take up the cross, and follow me. And he was sad at that saying, and went away grieved, for he had great possessions. Guys, this is amazing. Okay. I think it's amazing just because it applies so well to everyone. You might not think it applies to you. You might say, oh, I'm struggling with all those commandments. Or, well, I'm not rich. How can I help other people? But it does. And I'm going to go into how for everyone. So, first off, if you didn't understand, pretty much, there's someone, it's a rich young man, and he goes to Jesus and he says, how can I do better? What can I do to get to heaven? And Jesus is um, kind of like, well, I've already taught everyone. It's just follow the commandments, you know, honor thy mother and father, do not commit adultery, do not steal, do not kill, do not bear false witness, defraud not. And the young man says, yeah, 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 but I've, I've done all those since I was a kid. I'm like, I'm so good and I'm, I'm just doing awesome. And then what I love here because as I mentioned earlier, it's one thing that I really struggle with, is it says, and then Jesus, beholding him, loved him. And before Jesus says, one thing thou lackest, go thy way, it just says, and then Jesus, beholding him, loved him. Jesus loves us no matter where we are at. He loves us for the righteousness or the righteous desires of our hearts. And he loves us whether or not we are able to follow all of his commandments. Because we are working on it. And as long as we're seeking to do better and improve, and we're asking, what lack I yet? And then we take action on that. Jesus loves us. And if we are work if we're not doing what we should be or if we are and we're not feeling worthy or we're just feeling like failures because no matter how hard we try we're never getting uh, as much as we want or as good as we want or if we're not doing enough and we just feel like failures because we keep failing to even try hard enough or even to make minimal achievements either way Jesus loves us, and we need to love ourselves that way. It's such a good scripture. Anyway, continuing on, Jesus then says, One thing thou lackest, go thy way, sell whatever thou hast, and give to the poor, and thou shalt have treasure up in heaven, and come, take up the cross, and follow me. So, let's go through and analyze this a little bit. The first thing Jesus says when the young man asks him about, How do I get to heaven? What can I do to get eternal life? He says, you need to follow the commandments. And then he lists them out. So really, if we are seeking after eternal life, the first thing we need to do is make sure we are living righteously and following the commandments. Making sure we're in a good place um, with our Father in heaven and that we're doing all all just the first kind of things that he's asked of us. Making sure we're managing ourself, because that's really what the commandments are. It's just, can you manage yourself and follow these instructions to deny the natural man within you? Because at its core, the commandments are just 
teaching us to manage ourselves and deny the natural man. But then we get into, um, after we learn to manage ourselves and after we learn to live righteously, we've taken that big first step, gotten through all of those hard things, and then we need to go and we need to do service. We need to love others and we need to spread our wealth. And um, if you keep reading, I'm not going to go into it too much, but Jesus talks about how it's hard for the rich to get into the kingdom of heaven. And, I mean, we've often maybe heard this, um, but I've the ways I've heard it explained is it's not that the rich have a hard time getting into heaven just because we have money. It's when we put more stock in our money and we pay more attention to getting money than we do to gaining treasures in heaven. So, I mean, just think back to the past couple weeks. We have, remember, um, the young man, or not the young man, just the man who had many things and he wanted to put them all in his barn, so he built a bigger barn. And then um, he was kind of chastised because he just realized, like, if my life were to end right now, I would have all these earthly treasures that would mean nothing, but I wouldn't have any of these treasures in heaven. Um, And that's kind of what we're, what he means here is, it's not so much the fact of whether or not you're rich, it's whether or not you love money. And when you have, or at least this is the pattern the world tends to follow, is when we have a lot of money, we tend to be more focused on that money and on just getting more and more money and on appeasing all of our desires and buying all the newest things, but not on sharing and spreading wealth and humbly serving without broadcasting that, oh, I'm so great. I just donated a bunch of money to charity and things like that. So first we got to live righteously, follow the commandments and manage ourselves as best as possible. But then we need to go and serve other people. And we need to help those in need, help the poor, and help to teach others about the kingdom of heaven. And not only that, but we need to give what we have. We talked about a week or two ago just having too much stuff and just kind of filling our homes with clutter. And this is what it's getting at. It's kind of like, what's the point of having stuff? I mean, yes, have a few things, make yourself live comfortably, but don't just hold yourself back by how much you stick into your house and how much nice things you have, because you're going to have so many greater rewards if you will go and you will help other people and you will share money with them and donate to them, or you'll put stock in the improvement and teaching of other people. So being selfless is really the next step to getting into heaven. First, be righteous and follow the commandments. Then, be selfless and serve. And that's how we get to heaven. Isn't that cool? It's kind of just an immediate algorithm of two steps, just two simple steps, which they might not be simple for some of us. Some, everybody struggles with different things at different points in life. It's so cool because the he gives just this algorithm here. This is how you get to heaven, and there's only two steps. It's not overly complicated. 
Don't let the ideas of the world or any doubts and fear complicate the plan of happiness, because really that's what it is, is first do good in yourself, make sure that you are doing good, and then help others and teach them to do good. That's so cool, guys. All right, final section, Matthew 20, verse 1 through 16. It says, For the kingdom of heaven is like unto a man that is a householder, which went out early in the morning to hire laborers into his vineyard. And when he had agreed with the laborers for a penny a day, he sent them into his vineyard. Okay, so hopefully we already know this story. It's the parable of the vineyard, right? Just wanted to give that little intro if you hadn't heard it. Um, the essence of this story is there's this guy that owns a vineyard, and he goes and hires these people, and he says, I'll pay you a penny, or whatever that was equal to back then, for a day of hard work. And they're all like, okay, sounds good. You know, like, let's do it. I need money. And then he goes out a couple hours later, and he asks more people, and he says, all right, I'm going to hire you for a day, and then you'll come get your money at the end of the day. And they say, okay. And then he hires some more people later on. And then finally, when there's just an hour left of the workday, he goes and he hires some more people. And then everybody gets their money and everyone received a single penny. Even the people that only worked one hour and even the people that worked for num numerous hours, ninth hour, 10 hour, 12 hours of work, all these people only receive one penny. And if we look at it from a worldly standpoint, that's super frustrating. Because if somebody's getting paid, let's say, I don't know, $100 for an hour of work, and you spent 12 hours working and all you got was $100, you'd be super frustrated, especially if you were doing the same thing, had the same work ethic in the same place. But here, the commandment we're given is to love others, pretty much, and to be humble, not to judge, and to understand that this parable isn't about money. It's all about the coming unto heaven and receiving our divine inheritance. So just because we may have followed the commandments all of our lives and struggled through persecution and fought for the gospel and for our families and had a really difficult time with all of that. And then there are people who just join at the very end of their lives and you know that they haven't had to do that much or work that hard, like, or even in the next life. We can't judge them. We just need to love everyone and our mission should be to share the gospel with all of them because we should at least eventually get ourselves to the point where first off we don't judge others for not having worked as long or hard as we have because we're all judged individually and we all learn the gospel at different times and gain testimonies at different times and so we are going to be judged based on what we have done when we have done it but then we also need to be excited about this and go on to help others so that they can receive their divine inheritances 
sooner and appreciate the blessings of the gospel sooner and come into the vineyard so they can find this incredible happiness that comes through the gospel. This is a very powerful story just because it gets into not judging people. And so let's just review quickly today um, through these three major stories what we've learned. So we have, we learned about marriage and how we need to improve in our relationships and loving other people and in doing better to follow the form of marriage that God originally planned for us, which was a man and a woman. And then, well, divorce happens. It's not the aim and really we need to be very smart in our choices to make sure and in our complete commitment all of our lives to try and make sure that this doesn't happen because it's a very sad thing and it's difficult on everyone. Then the next thing we learned was first we need to learn to manage ourselves and live righteously. Then we need to learn to help others um, come under the gospel and serve them and give up all of our worldly possessions and put stock in heaven. Finally, we learned we need to not judge others and to seek to progress the work. These should be our main goals. And this is the answer to the question, what lack I yet? These are mainly the things that we lack and the things that we can always seek to improve on. And that's awesome. These are just the basic guidelines for how we can improve every single day. And... It's amazing that we have this, that it still applies after hundreds and hundreds and thousands of years. So my challenge to you guys this week is I want you to go down in prayer and I'm going to try this too. And I'm going to, and we're going to say, father, what lack I yet? And then we're going to go and we're going to try and work hard on that. We'll make it our weekly focus. So I'll see you guys next time. Take the challenge, um, embrace it, and work hard for it. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you all have a great week. And please give me feedback if you have any comments on the podcast. Um, you can We can be found on Apple, uh, Spotify, Google Play, and Podbean. So if you have any feedback, comment on one of those. Or send me an email at comefollowwithme at gmail.com. Thanks so much, everyone, and have a great week.